0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Human Behaviour Show. Um, this is episode number 30, so quite a milestone um, for the podcast. We've got to so many episodes in such a short space of time. Um, I like to do this in kind of an interview type of format, um, share our opinions, and then take any calls if anyone is on the app as well. So today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Sana Khan who is a data scientist, and um, also in product management, and she has a role, which is remote. Similar to myself, I work remotely, I'm a big proponent of remote work. Something I've been wanting to do for a while, actually, anyone who knows me knows that I've been very bullish on why I think remote work is the future, why remote work is better for your lifestyle, better for your productivity, and I think people working remotely have more autonomy and are a lot happier of roles. So we're gonna delve a bit into that. Um, I am working remotely these days, I really want to embrace that digital nomad life as well. So we're just going to kind of be talking about it for about half an hour, talking about our experiences, the positives and negatives, and talking a bit about what happened this week, especially with Elon Musk, so I mentioned that as well. So guys, do follow along, do subscribe, this podcast, episode number 30, I'm back, Sana did the first episode with me, intro with a digital doctor, and now she's back for episode 30 um, with me, um, she was my co-host on the AI show um she's really smart and i'm looking forward to kind of discussing remote work with her so first of all welcome sana welcome to the show once again um can you tell everyone what you do and your background
1: hey so um thanks for the intro yes so um I've been a data scientist working in mental health, and I've recently transitioned into product management um, for an insurer tech company. Um, so pretty excited to be here um, and talk about remote work um, in general, um, and yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, so you were a data scientist and in, in you're product management as well. And the roles in tech were the first roles to be remote. So guys, for those who don't know me, I am the digital doctor. I'm a medical doctor by training. I've experienced a master in public health over a year. I spent at business school as well, and I'm on, I was an entrepreneur fellowship and super into startups, health tech. And I was working in the hospital, so of knows this, that I, what I found limiting about working as a doctor was, you're stuck in a physical space, right? so from 9 to 5 or 8 to 8 depending how long your shifts are weekends whatever you have to return to this physical space and you're constrained by it and we know with physical spaces a we don't have choice about physical space it's not designed according to what we like or what we may find aesthetically pleasing b we feel like we have less control when in a physical space that's not our own and then c to get to a physical space it takes a lot of time money and effort right and D, it, it stops flexibility. And you're, you're there for the duration. You can't go anywhere else. Um, you have to turn up to that space over and over again. And E, I also think it gets boring going to the same place day in, day out, years on end. And I don't know how people have those 40-year careers. So for me, there's a lot of negatives I just didn't like about being stuck to a physical space. We live in an online virtual world um, and I didn't want to tie myself down to a space and that's what often what that does is we lose control over our lives the looks of control which i feel in psychology this show shows that people who have more control of their lives are happier right so what happens is you get a job you're tied to a physical space then you look for schools nearby for your children, you look for, you know, gyms nearby. You look for everything has to be near that place. And then once you settle, it's too much activation energy needed to move again. And moving becomes a nightmare. Whereas in the remote world with a remote job, you can you can pick up multiple jobs. You can go from one job to another, transition, and it doesn't affect your lifestyle, right? You choose a job for the job itself. You don't choose it for all the other perks of what area it's in or what benefits that area has. So I think that is very, very liberating. So yeah, back to back to me. So yeah, I did not enjoy being in a physical space. I definitely wanted to be remote. I wanted to be able to travel when I want, have autonomy to you know, pop out, go to the gym when I want, and and almost have work-life fit balance. So in tech we have product market fit, right? I call it work-life fit. How you can fit your work around your life because life is short and we want to have experiences and the experience economy in this kind of, um, you know, the age we're in, um, we desire experiences more than just monetary wealth. So everything we do, be it work or play, needs to be an experience, something we enjoy. And that's how I measure life, happiness, satisfaction, rather than wealth alone. Obviously, wealth can be considerably helpful in getting there. So I think this generation, the gig economy, as we call it, we're striving for more than just a mundane office job or whatever physical environment. And I think remote work enables you to be happier. So that's on, on that part. Sana, I don't know how you feel or how you felt being in an office. I know your, your jobs have be more office-based, I guess, than a hospital, and an hospital can be pretty depressing. So um, how have you felt about transitioning to remote? Have you ever wanted to be remote?
1: Yes. So I will say this, um, in a few jobs that I've worked, um, you know, um, within tech, um, I will say in the beginning, a lot of them were in office. Yes, we were able to work, uh, you know, from our homes as well, but you still had to be in the office. So a lot of what I would say with that is, there's benefits. <laughs> There's, um, And I will say the benefits of being in the office were when you're new to a job, it's really helpful to be able to make those connections in person that you may not be able to remote. So I understand the appeal for a lot of these companies wanting a, you know, in office environment for their employees. They're able to monitor their employees. They're able to build those connections and um, relationships. However, I will say remote life after transitioning to remote life, it would be very, very hard to go back just because it gives you so much flexibility. It allows you to be able to be comfortable in your environment, um, work within your hours. Um, and to be honest, I think you end up working a little bit more. I feel like I've been working a little bit more than okay. I would have in the office itself. Um, so definitely, I think there's pros and cons. Um, I think a lot of people do miss those relationships but I think, you know, more seasoned workers prefer remote. Um, and naturally, I think everyone prefers remote, but there is a there are pros and cons to both sides.
0: Yes, I 100% agree what you said there, because relationships actually are a big part of all, being healthy, right? Um, having communication. Most people are lonely. I mean, if you're not lucky enough to have, you know, found a person in your life, or maybe you call a partner or maybe you have a strong family support system or a friendship group, work becomes especially in the west i've noticed work is a big part of western cultures um almost life work becomes your life so you live for what you study for you try and look you know a pension everything is around work and your colleagues become your friends as well and yeah remote you can't build that relationship 100 agree with that i'm definitely definitely on board with you there but how i because this is a bit controversial how i see it is i don't think you should be forced to make i think you should have choice on who you want to hang out with and be around And what I felt, I've been in toxic cultures in the hospital, in in the NHS, and I felt it always had a negative effect on my health. I felt like, yes, there are people you want to be with and are nice, but I always feel like you're forced to be in an environment with people you may not necessarily want to be spending the most time with. I mean, as I said again, life is short. If I could pick people I want to be around with, I know who they would be, right? They would be, you know, your, your other half, your 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 siblings, um, you know, your close friends, right? And then often life Monday to Friday, we're around people who, yes, you may get on with, but they're not optimally the people we're going to spend that time with. And you end up spending most of your life with your colleagues because of work. And I don't think that's fair in a way to live life. Um, And, and I always found it more toxic having, people having more control on a physical setting. People feel like, it's almost an act at work sometimes, and I was discussing it with a friend recently. How people are always acting like they're always working because they're seen by their boss and for promotions, and it's it's all a bit of a play. Whereas at home, no one's watching you. Yes, it can have negatives, hard for managers, but you actually just be productive. You get it done. You're not acting. You're not pretending to talk to everyone because you have to keep everyone happy. Uh, you're just getting on with the work. So I definitely find it better from a productivity standpoint. I can set up my own office, uh, you know. I know at what time I work best, so I can do it then. Right? I'm not being c- continuously pulled away from tasks that I do. So we know from f- flow states. Uh, I've had Stephen Kotler on my Clubhouse show who talks about flow states, the state of the brain when we're so intertwined in what we're doing that um, we 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 were a lot more productive. And you see this with athletes. You see this with uh, people who code. And I was on a U code as well, where Um, you reach these brain states and you're just optimally functioning. And and that's broken when you have someone like, hey, Sana, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? You know, We can avoid notifications on our phone for a bit and get focused work done. Deep work, as you see Carl Newport's book, Deep Work, was a pretty, pretty good book about how you become productive. In the office, I find that difficult. There's always a distraction. There's always a noise. There's always sounds. There's a lot of people, someone pulling you away. And I just don't think it's a productive way to work yes if you have great colleagues it can be a lot of fun you know good for relationships but if the outcome is productivity and getting tasks done and there's nothing like solitude in your room for me getting my stuff done and um and i was actually in portugal um, recently as well and uh, doing the digital nomad life uh, with my company um and have been able to go other places as well and it's just an, amazing just being able to Just log on to a laptop. You just need your laptop to log in, right? Time zones obviously differ. That can be a struggle. But um, you can work at any point from anywhere. You feel so liberated like that. Um, I don't have to request time off if I have to go see my my grandma, for example. I can just travel and just log on at that time. The flexibility is amazing, I think, for your mental health. And I feel in work environments, sometimes mental health can suffer. You feel a bit suffocated, especially if you're lower in the ranks. The managers can, can be a bit... Um, you know, try and not empower you, make things difficult. Office politics, like I hated when I started work. The single one thing I hated was was office politics, navigating uh, people's dislikes for each other, and and just trying to have that act. I don't know what you think about that, Sana.
1: Yeah, um, I do agree with a lot of what you said. I will say, I think that's more of a culture. <laughs> Problem than digital um, or working remote problem. Um, and I would say that a lot of workers nowadays really to value the culture of their company and companies that are, I would say, smart <laughs> about different, you know, about proceeding with their company, actually think about company culture before a lot of other things. They create a culture that, you know, will retain your employees and create a healthy environment for them. Um I know that's hard at times. Um I will say the current company that I'm at um the reason I personally joined was due to culture. Um the feeling I got. So I am fully remote but a lot of times I don't mind going into the office. Um they do have a couple offices. So I don't mind going into the office because I know the different routes and different culture that they have there makes me feel like I can, you know, go into work and not be faced with the toxic environment. Um, but I will say, definitely, the flexibility that I have, um, I will say is something I would not want to give up just because it helps me be able to, like, like you said, travel and work. Um, and on top of that, I think it's I think it's a healthy and I actually am able to get a lot more done within my own time frame um, versus having to be in the office.
0: Yeah. And, and similarly with me, Sana, so that you just have your company, you chose it for the culture. Same with, with my roles now, if I compare it to before, I work at Havas and it's it's great having the hybrid. I mean, I can go to office and office is beautifully designed and Sana knows I'm a sucker for aesthetics. It does make you feel good. It makes you, you know, if you get, a nice office environment, there's definitely benefits, right? And and a hybrid may be best, right? And so that sets me up perfectly for the next kind of part of... So COVID, we had a lot of companies, the Deloitte's of the world, the Twitter's of the world, being like all our employees work from home forever. And some companies think digital nomad life, travel, work, whatever, especially in tech. And recently we've had a bit of a reversal where companies are now calling back their employees. And you say something very interesting. You're like, I cannot go back to that or struggle to go back to that. Because once we've experienced what life in our own control is like, I think it's very hard to backtrack. And now with all these companies, Google, et cetera, trying to call their employees back, you've seen people leave. And the companies that offer a better work-life balance and, and remote are winning with recruitment, getting the highest talent, right? It's no longer about offering the best paycheck. Because if you're spending a lot of that paycheck on food at lunch, on travel costs, right? And apart from that, things we can't measure in money value, energy management. When But as always, we talked a lot about energy management. Life isn't always about time management, but also energy management. And all these processes, like getting ready in the morning, you know, so I know you, as a girl, I know, I know you do makeup, for example. It's doing your hair, um, choosing what to wear, We know Mark Zuckerberg reduces decision fatigue by wearing the same thing every day. So those type of mini decisions, the stresses of, you know, your breakfast got burnt or you got stuck in traffic, you know, you're late at home, all these things do add up in terms of stress and energy and make us more fatigued and tired. Whereas working from home, working forever, um, you don't have to think about these things. And that's one of the, the pluses as well. But it moves me on to the part of the conversation I want to talk about is this week, and why I'm having this conversation is... Elon Musk, the muggle of the tech world, uh, the richest man, um, recently who's in acquisition talks for Twitter, founder of Tesla, SpaceX, ex-founder of PayPal as well, you know, incredible record, the boring company, I can't, I can't stop about what Elon's done, right? He, interestingly, wrote an email that was leaked to his employees. And what he said was the following. He stated that when he was building his companies, he would even sleep on the office floor. And great companies are built by physical presence. So if you're an employee of Tesla, right, don't pretend to work. Any kind of class remote work is pretending to work and not really working. And any employee who wants to do that and not showing up 40 hours a week at the office can resign and join another company and he won't class them as employees of Tesla anymore. Pretty pretty uh, strong worded email saying, well, Elon, stands on this and the only elon is pretty visionary when it comes to this and he kind of is jumping on the hype of what's happening in tech and everyone's been all the range has been remote work for the last two years in covid right and him being so contrarian on this and saying no if you're not in the office you're not really working is a very interesting take and he's had a lot of um you know up in arms this week and and talk about talk about what he said why he said it and how people feel about it um it's it's been it's got got a lot of media yeah. attention as well what are your thoughts
1: yeah i think it's interesting um you know i think he's a smart businessman and it has nothing to do with remote work i think for him it's actually about tesla not wanting caring more about pr and saying that they don't want to announce that they want layoffs um because think about it. Is it easier for Tesla to say, hey, we want everyone to come back to the office instead of Tesla saying, hey, we want everyone. There's going to be multiple, multiple layoffs and we're not doing as well as we thought. Um, I think that's my take on it. I think he's a smart businessman, so... Um, I think it's much smarter to have your employees actually say, Hey, we don't want to come back and we don't want the severance package because we choose to have remote work, which is clearly seen to be better. I think in a couple of years, you we'll definitely see data on, um, even more. I would say even more data on productivity from remote work versus, um, work in the office and, uh, yeah, I think my opinion is that this is in line with a lot of companies rescinding offers. I think freezing on hiring, um, you know, with, with multiple companies, like I think metaverse and as well as, uh, you know, uh, Coinbase, Coinbase, I think previously, uh, has been rescinding quite a few offers. So I think it's pretty in line with what a lot of these big companies are doing right now.
0: Yes, yeah, you a great take. I didn't consider that angle, actually, of maybe it's a way that, okay, some people just resign and it's an easy PR stunt to do it that way. And, it, and I mean, Elon always gets in the headlines with these type of things. So being contrarian always works. And yeah, that's, that's a really good point there. I know you love data. So uh, the data will show, I think, eventually what's happening. I'm trying to think through being, like, the, I'm the founder of Human Behavior Club with 700K, it is a company for me, but, I mean, I have co-hosts. I have leaders that I have. We're all remote, but it's not that type of relationship where they're my employees, so it's a bit different. But with Amelie, my startup, my relationship wellness startup, I mean, me and my co-founder, um, we communicate. We, we he wanted an office. He was like, say, so, hey, we'll have an office one day. And I was always like, no, we will not have an office because I want to be remote would I waste money on a physical space with lighting, heating, rent, cost, food, employee, like all of that just does not, it just stresses me out. Have increasing my costs, I want to minimize my costs and keep my revenue high. And that's what I think the most sustainable, successful businesses should be doing, right? Remote offices and virtual spaces. I mean, Slack is my office. Zoom is my office, right? Microsoft Teams is my office. I don't need a physical space for my startup. I'd be optimizing for sales right i'm gonna be using every penny in the right way and i'm thinking like but if i had people working under me as a startup yes it would be hard to control them i'd be wondering are they really working are they just taking a holiday because we know human nature is the human behavior show as humans sometimes when we're given a bit of a leeway and we don't have a manager on top of us who are a bit autonomous we can easily you know take advantage of that and it's interesting to see how many workers have taken it, might have taken advantage of pretending to work, but not really working or whatever, um, you know, falsifying things. Cause traditionally we know doing it, right? You would pretend to have a sick day if you needed time off. It's interestingly all the data has shown, and, and I know you love data, um, is that sick days have reduced dramatically since people are working remotely less, there's less sick days, right? So, so there's two theories there. A working remotely makes you less stressed, so your immune system is less compromised. B, you're less in contact with people, so it's less prone to pick up infections, so you're less getting sick as well. Or alternatively, less people are pulling sick days because they don't need them anymore. They've got the flexibility to, to do what they want when they want because they can fit it in around their work, right? Take an hour out, you know, near their home, you know, pick and drop kids or whatever the circumstances may be. So I find that pretty pretty interesting. Um, so... So with that in mind, um, I often want to talk about happiness here on the human behavior show. So Sana, do you think do you think with the the, the t- we talk about you know Gen Z wanting to travel? Um I know you know you like traveling as well. Um do you think people will be happier because they can have more experiences with remote work? Um, they have change, we seek novelty, humans love novelty, right? Whereas the same mundane tasks that maybe our parents did every single day, day in, day out to master is a bit boring to us. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I definitely think that's a factor of a lot of these um, employees or workers kind of saying, hey, we don't want to work with this company anymore. We want to be able to have that experience-based life. Um, we want to be able to enjoy um working as well as keep your mental health, right? Um, And I think that's such a change from previous generations, for sure. Um, Personally, I think It's something that, you know, when starting off in my career, I didn't think would be that big of an issue, but it is. I think for me, I'm more willing to leave a company that does not prioritize or work with my mental health versus companies that are very, very focused on just working and kind of driving their employees in a toxic environment.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think we're optimizing for different things now than the previous generation which was just kind of money baby and status, right? We we don't care about that as much now. And we we look at things like well-being and um how a company thinks about that as well. Um I mean, you're you're a data scientist, so you do a lot of coding and stuff. So that's always been a remote job in data science. One of the things is one of the sexiest job of the 21st century, um, and I'm in a more tr- I was in more of a traditional career in terms of medicine. You're more of a new age career, I would say, and I've transitioned into tech. I know you're into product management now as well. Um, but the concept of remote, to explaining to the other, to the older generation, is just so complicated. They think going to work physically equates to actual work, and being home is you're just off, right? <laughs> so I find that hard to explain um, to people in that generation.
1: No, absolutely. Um, But I will say this: I think a lot more of the seasoned, once um, you know, a lot of these employees that are a bit more seasoned, they actually have more benefits working from home versus even someone who's new to a job because being in office, be having that ability to talk to others and kind of get training, that's much harder. In remote situations. So I think there's a healthy balance. I think the future will definitely consist of more hybrid jobs um, where they may have remote native or the ability to go to an office and build relationships, but still being remote.
0: I think that's exactly it. And my company is more hybrid. And that's what they try and emphasize because I think that's like the the fruitful thing, the, the kind of balance of two days a week in office. And I can see that as well as as a model that works, um, as you kind of rightly said. Um, And yeah, maybe there's a balance we have. Maybe we'll come to like a happy medium uh, or maybe we'll just go into the metaverse and have offices in the metaverse as this Web3 develops, who knows. Um, But for me, I know as I do multiple things, I'm a startup advisor to startups. I do a bit of sleep consulting, skin consulting, So I see my patients on Fridays. I work four days a week at Havas, and then I'm doing my startup Amelie. And then I also do audio, social audio, call-in, clubhouse, et cetera. So there's a lot on my plate. And the only way I can navigate that with still trying to fit in gym and healthy diet, et cetera, and um, my my lifestyle is that remote work. It means that I don't waste time on traveling, commuting. Um, I can take calls in the middle of the day whilst I'm doing another job. Um whereas in an officer would be a bit awkward to be doing, you know, taking, you know, an Amelie call, for example, people would kind of frown upon you, but if you're taking your lunch break, you can do whatever you want with it at home, you're not you're not judged for it, right? And at the same time, I can be there, like talking to my family in between, so I don't have to take out time to spend with them specifically. So I feel it's like spinning multiple wheels at once, which work just boxes you off, is just work. And yes, for some people, that home thing gets distracting and they can't get anything done but i think if you have the right organization skills it works out a lot better and i know i'm a bit biased with that because i do love enjoy remote work so Sana, to kind of round off this episode as we get to the end um i don't want to talk about happiness and, and ashley Willens, one of the harvard business school professors that i interviewed she talks about how above 70k in terms of wealth um this was from a few years ago so it might be higher now Um, doesn't the incremental the increase doesn't is only incremental happiness increase right we don't get that much more happiness from more wealth however if we offload our physical tasks tasks like laborious things like cleaning and cooking and laundry and things like that um if we can offload that and not have to do it and we save time by that right time management then we become a lot happier um i wanted to kind of hear your views on that
1: No, I definitely agree. I think it'd be interesting to see how that relates to now with inflation and the cost of living, like raising higher and higher in a lot of these cities. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to actually look at where and when she got that data from. Um, But I will say, I think she's absolutely right. Um, I think, you know, there's a healthy balance. And if we are able to have more time to enjoy things that we'd like to, I think, Definitely the context of being happier rises. Um, everything in relation to that rises. So, um, I would definitely agree. And I think that goes with environments that we're working in. Um, there's many factors I really think that do play a big part. You know, having a stressful work life will naturally cause stress in other parts of your life. So the culture and environment of your work is extremely important. You can be completely remote and still have a toxic environment at work. So from what I've learned, so I think it's still a huge, huge, um, it's definitely huge to make sure that the company that you're at um, is absolutely, you know, free of toxic environments, which you'll never Completely get, but at least to some degree. And you have a good culture, um, a supportive culture, and definitely having that remote or remote hybrid, which allows you to go in if you do need to build those relationships. Um, and then, once again, um, I think being able to have more time to enjoy things that you want. So, offloading a lot of those duties and chores and tasks um, will contribute to happiness
0: absolutely and i think that rounds up quite well i think humans we want novel experiences it keeps us excited i think to be a true innovator and i'm really excited about innovation in tech i think the more we can experience through life and the more different like um you know we can get through for travel being one of them actually something that i've learned about recently that travel i think teaches so many different ways different cultures operate because i know from having different disciplines i went to business school i know tech i know medicine it places me well as an innovator because I can see things from different lenses. And once I combine different approaches, I come up with new ideas, more novel ideas. And similarly, I think the more experiences we can have in life, the more innovative we get. And that's how great companies are born. And I feel like just experiencing different cultures recently, I've really realized how different everywhere is. And I have definitely can take ideas back to my life from those cultures as well. So I find that super interesting there. And so Sana, as we round up, I do want to ask you, If you could, I mean, you can do this, you don't know my life. Where would you want to work for? What would be your top three locations you think you'd want to be working from? Which countries or cities?
1: (laughs) It's funny you say that. I have thought about that before. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think being able to speak the language um, really plays a huge part. However, I think Bali um, would be great to work from i think uh anywhere in italy would be nice um haven't thought about it further than possibly bali or italy but japan did just open up too so there's there's an option there
0: (laughs) There the of like on top of the the travel news right there (laughs) japan opened up so maybe that's an option i think they're three great locations Uh, i couldn't, couldn't argue with those um I think yeah, they, they're they're very different to each other, but I can definitely see the appeal of all three locations: Japan being so like tech heavy and a very cool culture, Italy with you know the beautiful views and, and the food, and and Bali, you know that nature, the you know, it has, or he has workspaces like you were telling me the other day. Um, there's so many of these kind of workspaces where you can hang out, uh, you know, especially as tech workers and network and also do your work. So yeah, I think I think that's that's brilliant to kind of end off, the, guys. You were listening to the Human Behaviour Show, episode 30. You had myself, the digital doctor, and Sana Khan, my co-host, product manager, um, talking about our experiences transitioning to remote work and what we think about the future of work and the remote uh, the digital nomad life and, and why we think it can lead to happiness or, or what the what the happy. Uh, equilibrium is in terms of um, working remotely, but also going to the office, and we try to touch upon current events with Elon Musk, and uh, his email going viral this week, and on the human behavior show. I do like covering current topics, but also get diving deeper into the future of future of humans, future of human behavior, the future of tech, wellness, health, psychology, and uh, if you did enjoy the episode, please. Subscribe, and this will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So that's it from me. We'll catch you in the next show. Sana, thank you so much for helping me as always on this show. And yeah, I'll be catching you very soon.
1: Thank you, Sahib. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.